the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. One of the things that hinder our growth in general is fear. When we become fearful, when we are afraid of Satan and his power, or when we become fearful of sin and its captivity over us, or when even we become fearful of one another. And there is difference between fear and reverence and respect. For example, in the Thanksgiving prayer, when we say, grant us to complete this holy day and all the days of our life in all peace with your fear. A fear here means reference, respect. Or when the deacon says, worship God in fear and trembling, this also means the reverence and respect. I'm not speaking about this fear, which means reverence or respect, but I'm speaking about the fear that comes from lack of faith or being scared by others or because of our feeling of inferiority. That's why we become uh, fearful or those who are exposed to like abuse. So they became fearful from any uh, threatening or if somebody raised his voice or became angry at us, we became fearful. So I'm speaking about this type of fear, which is indication of the weakness in the person himself. We as the children of God are strong. We should not be afraid. We should not be scared, neither from Satan, neither from sin, because we are the children of God. So the Lord told us, don't be afraid of those who kill the body. Even if there is persecution, our life will not end by the death of the body because there is life after death. And even this body will be raised in the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the people on on earth here, the maximum they can do to us is to kill our body. But they have no control over our eternal life. They have no control over life after death. But he who has control over our eternal life and life after death, it is God. That's why we need to be careful not to lose our eternal life. Sin actually can make us lose our eternal life. When we are captives by sin, we will lose our eternal life. And the person will spend the eternity in hell. Is it possible to overcome sin? Yes, it is possible. St. Peter, in his second letter, chapter 1, he told us that God gave us all what we need to live in godliness and righteousness. 
all what we need. He gave us the grace of the Holy Spirit. He gave us the power. He gave us the strength. So he actually can help me. I can do all things in Jesus Christ who strengthens me. And even at moment of weakness, if I fall in any sin, it's not the end of the world. God gave us sacrament of repentance and confession and sacrament of communion. So by repentance and by confession and by partaking of his body and his blood, his blood actually purify us and cleanse us from all sins. So, yes, it is possible to live a godly life. And even if I fall in into sin, any sin, it is not the end of the world. We can repent, we can return back to him, and his blood will cleanse me and purify me. That's why the Lord told us, I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. So, people who will kill our body, they have no control over our eternal life. But if we don't live the life of repentance, then eternity will be in hell. And no one wants to actually spend the eternal life in hell. That's why we need to be careful and to live life of repentance ungodliness. Also, we don't know when the time will come in which we will depart from this world. So don't say, I'm still young. I have so many years to come. I will repent in the future. Tomorrow may never come. Few hours from now may never come. What you have control over it, this present moment. You don't have control over the past. You cannot change it. You cannot guarantee the future. What you have control over it is this present moment. And can you keep this moment holy? Yes, through the grace of God. So if we kept every moment in our life holy, we will be righteous. And they say, sanctification of the whole life is sanctification of the present moment. Sanctification of the whole life is sanctification of of the present moment. So fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. And God cares about us. And he gives us in the gospel of today many things to know that God cares about you. The first example he told us, are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? So, if five sparrows sold for two copper coins, then actually, if you want to divide them, you cannot say two and a half sparrows will be sold with with copper coin. Actually, in another gospel, I think in Matthew, he said two sparrows sold for one copper coin. So, if two sparrows sold for one copper coin, then two copper coin will get you how many? Four. But he said here five. Which means, if you buy four with two copper coin, you will get one for free. One has no value. People give it for free. But this 
one sparrow that has no value in the eyes of the people is valuable before God. That's why he said, and not one of them is forgotten before God. So this one sparrow that has no value is not forgotten. What about us? He told us, don't fear, therefore you are of more value than many sparrows. Do you know what's your value? Your value is not just some copper coins. Your value is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. As St. Peter said, you were purchased not with gold or silver or precious stone, but you were purchased by the blood of the Lamb of God, the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if God cares about this one sparrow that has no value, wouldn't he care about us who purchased us by his own blood? Definitely he would. So don't be scared of sin. Don't be scared of Satan. God cares about you. You are his son. And God actually wants you to be victorious in your life. Another example. He told us, But the very hair of your head are all numbered. It's impossible for anyone to know the numbers of uh, his hair. But this hair is numbered before God. And he said, not one single hair fall down without permission from God. So God cares about the trivial things that we don't care about. So if God cares about the number of the hair of your head, and not one of them will fall down without permission, God definitely doesn't want you to fall down. God wants you to be victorious. God wants you to be triumphant in your life, to defeat sin and to defeat Satan. He cares about you. Then, when we bear witness, because we are witnesses of God, he told us, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. When we bear witness, for our Christ and our life in here, he promised us. Also I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, him, the Son of Man, also will confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. So in our life here, we have two choices. Either to be witnesses and people can see us, and glorify God because we reflect his light to the world and we confess him before men, confess him by our actions, by our words, by our uh, how we look. That's how we confess him in our life. When the light of Christ shines through us to the world, that's how we confess him. That's one choice. Or another choice to be conforming to the children of the world. And we deny him. People cannot say or tell the difference between me and the children of the world. I use the same language. I use the same cursing words. I lie like them. I swear like them. I judge like them. I I am no different than the children of the world. 
So I'm denying him every day. So Christ said, if you deny me every day, you will be denied before the angels of God. Denied means then when Satan will say, this person is not a child of God, the angels will confirm and say, yes, he is not. All his life, he did not show any difference between him and the children of the world. So every day, let's ask myself, did I confess Christ this day? When people see me, can they tell the difference between me, children of God, and others, children of the world, or we are the same? No difference between children of God and children of the world. And God, before his ascension, he told us, and he said to the disciples, don't depart from Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. So the Holy Spirit, God sent the Holy Spirit to help us. He will convict us of our sin, righteousness, and judgment. He will help us in the life of repentance. So even the Lord said, if you say, what is the greatest sin? To say a word about the Son of Man, about Christ himself. God in his love and his compassion, he said, even if you say a word about me, it will be forgiven. If you say a negative comment or a negative word about me, it will be forgiven. But if you resist the Holy Spirit, who leads you to repentance, if you resist the Holy Spirit, who will confirm you in the way of godliness, then how can you be forgiven? Because if we repent, there is forgiveness. If there is no repentance, there is no forgiveness. But see his kindness. He told us, even if you sin against me, Christ, the Son of God, I will forgive you. But don't resist the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit leads you to repentance, when the Holy Spirit pierces your heart, when the Holy Spirit tells you enough is enough, return back to God and live life of repentance. Don't resist His voice inside you. Because if you continue to resist His voice until the person dies, then how this person will be forgiven? And the Holy Spirit will be with me to defend me, to inspire me, to support me. Even if Satan puts some thoughts in my mind, like God doesn't like you, God hates you, you will not be saved, God will not forgive you, the Holy Spirit inside you will tell you he is a liar, don't believe Satan, God dies on your behalf, God loves you, God will forgive you, you will be saved. That's why the Lord said, even if they bring you to the synagogue and magistrate and authorities, don't worry, because the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. And I can apply it again. If Satan, who actually influenced the magistrate and authorities and rulers to persecute the Christian, if Satan start to put doubt in my heart, you will never be able to 
defeat this sin. You will never be able to overcome this sin. It is hopeless. Don't actually worry about what Satan puts in your mind. You have the Holy Spirit with you who will teach you how to respond and how to stand strong before Satan. So the gospel of today is a gospel of strength. God wants you to be strong, strong in your uh, spiritual life. Don't be afraid of men who threaten you or who abuse you. Be strong in the Lord. They have no power over you. The only one who has power over the whole world and eternal life is God. And God is on our side. And if God is with us, who will be against us? Who are his children? And he purchased us with his blood, not because we are worthy, not based on our merits, but based on his love, based on his kindness, based on his, the multitude of and the abundance of his mercies and his love. So don't be afraid. Don't be weak. Be strong in Christ. Say with St. Paul, I can do all things in Jesus Christ who strengthens me. May the Lord remove from our heart the spirit of, of fear. As St. Paul said, God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but he gave us a spirit of power and strength. We are the strong, we are the children of the mighty God. So may the Lord remove any fear from our heart fear from sin or Satan, and may he strengthen us and empower us by his Holy Spirit so we can stand all the attacks and all the spiritual warfare in order to be victorious and triumphant in him. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.